episode of the More Authenticity Podcast with Evelyn Edwards. I'm your host, Evelyn Edwards, and you are now listening to this podcast episode, well, from here on out, on a new microphone. I'm absolutely so excited. I'm so proud. It kind of just makes it more official, and it just, it feels really good. I was so eager to do this episode this week, but school caught up with me, and so I'm filming right now the day of, not filming, I keep saying filming, but I'm recording this right now the day of, it's Wednesday, it's the 9th, and I'll upload it tonight, but school has just been really kicking my butt. There's just so much um, busy work, I guess you could say. I'm in business, so I'm like not the stuff that I'm learning about isn't strenuous, if that makes sense, but it's just a lot, and it covers a lot, and there's so many small little things that they basically expect you to memorize, and so I really have to be intentional about reading my chapters and, you know, going to lectures, especially if I want to learn the information, so because of all that, I kind of have a changed perspective of school that I wanted to mention in the first beginning of the episode, but I know that with the business um, the the business degree that it's scraping the surf, not, well, I guess I shouldn't say scraping the surface, but a lot of my classes are surface level, other than, like, the actual ones that obviously dive deep into it, but I, I think you guys get where I'm, get what I'm saying. So, because of that, with the tests, they expect us to memorize like specific things. For example, I had a marketing test last week and that's when I'm majoring in marketing and I was super, I was genuinely excited to take this test. Okay, I know I'm such a nerd, but I was like, I want to know and test myself like how much I know marketing. Like I have my own business. I have my, you know, podcast. How can I genuinely take this test? You know, I'm testing myself. You know what I mean? So, It wasn't like a, oh my god, I had to take this test. It was like, I'm curious to see exactly what I know. And so, I went and one of the questions was like specifically asking how Google Analytics does their customer tracking or whatever. And Google Analytics was mentioned probably three times in the three chapters that we read. Chapters one, two, and three. So, I was like what? Like, some of it was like, okay, if Sally is wanting to, um, use social media to promote, obviously, her product, what 4P is that? You know, it's like the first level, or the first exam of marketing, so obviously that's promotion, so using social media, whatever. That was not the best example, but you get what I'm saying. So, it's like, I'd rather use that and apply myself than to sit there and be like, what's Google Analytics doing? Like, okay, they're using click paths. Now I'm going on a tangent, but I have a new perspective of school. Growing up in high school, I was always like, I need to get A's. I need to get like the best thing, like on any test, any assignment. And I was super hard on myself. And I didn't really give myself a break. I was so worried about the outcome rather than I know this is cheesy, but I was so worried about, like, the destination rather than the journey of, like, actually learning the information. Now, granted, some of the stuff in high school I could care less about, or I couldn't care less about, um, like, apes. I hated that class. I absolutely did not, like, I thought, so apes is AP Environmental Science, 
and I genuinely was like an earth girl. I was born on Earth Day. I I like the earth, obviously. I think that the earth's awesome. I was excited to learn about apes, but the stuff that we were learning about and then the tests, it was like, it was so stressful that I couldn't really focus on the information that I was learning. I was so worried about doing good. So, with that being said, now going into college, Wake Tech was a little bit um, easier for me to adjust to, being by myself, time management, and I can get more into that um, soon. I'm very excited for that episode, but... I still got good grades until COVID hit, and then I was like, look, you know, my grandma passed away, and, like, stuff was happening, and I was like, I I don't care if I get a B. I know I'm not failing, if that makes sense. So, now, at State, I have the perspective that I'm going to go into each test really quizzing myself on what I learned. Like, genuinely, I want to learn these things. Now, I'm kind of out of the GEP requirements. I'm not having to, you know, do... English or, you know, math stuff. I'll probably have to do some math, but with my marketing degree, but that's like in my classes and it's a lot easier. Like I'm in financial management right now and we are calculating interest rates and, you know, I just did it last night, but I forget what the word is. Anyways, (laughs) doesn't matter. So I'm quizzing myself testing myself, and I'm not going to be butthurt about it. Like, the marketing test that I took had an extra chapter than I expected. Um, I just completely missed that chapter four was going to be on the test. And, you know, we have a group me and we're all contact, like, we're all communicating in the group me being like, you know, make sure you know your seven C's and your four E's and your four P's. Um, It's a lot of application based, you know, not like strictly saying what's on the test but it's like just study it we get notes anyways on the test like we have three pages of notes that we can bring in and it's in the delta center which if you don't know what delta is it was actually my first time going to delta delta is where it's like a proctored testing area you go in you get a locker you put all your stuff in there and then you basically just go into the room you have your assigned seat you sit there you log into your stuff and then you take the test and everybody in there is taking a like a co- completely different test you schedule when you take it and all that stuff so it was very interesting i was it was not my favorite thing ever but it was fine but there was so much more chapter 4 stuff on this marketing test than i really expected and i was like crap I know, and it was on ethics and social responsibility, and, like, that can be intertwined, so, anyways, I was, like, really confident in myself of, like, okay, that wasn't that bad, like, I think I got an A, and I got a 78, and I'm, like, okay, I just want to know what I got wrong, you know what I mean, so, my, I'm not beating myself up that I got a 78, I'm, I know I'm not gonna fail the class, but what I'm trying to get at here is I have a new perspective, and I'm not beating myself down for getting a 78. I know that I learned the information. I definitely could have studied more on chapter four and obviously been more aware, but I think that it's a healthy switch, especially for me from where I came from, like in high school and how my perspective was back then, that I think it's like a really healthy transition. And I'm genuinely excited and not so much more anxious now to like go take a test. So because I know COVID now and taking tests at home, it's been a lot easier. And then now with me having to go to Delta, that was already a concern. But with this new perspective, it's made it a lot easier on myself to take this test. So 
wanted to update you guys on that. I was very happy about it. Um, I think it was a great switch. My second update that I really have and I want to talk about is I finished the book. If you don't know, I've been reading this book. It's called In Five Years. And I really want to talk about it. So if you're reading this book or if you want to read it, please skip forward. I don't want to spoil it, but I'm going to talk about my feelings because it was genuinely such a great book. You know, if you listened to my last episode that Danny is the main character, she has this intense dream the night of her engagement to David that she was with a totally different guy, new ring, new place, everything. And she had the most intense sex. And she's like, wait, I don't feel this feeling with David when I have intercourse with him. So she can't shake it, whatever. Her best friend Bella ends up actually meeting Aaron from her dream and hitting it off with him. And she goes and tells Danny, Bella's Danny's best friend, who's very spontaneous, very opposite of um, Danny. And she's like, I really want you to meet him. Something's different about him. Well, right when she comes face to face with him, Danny's like, holy crap. This is my best friend's boyfriend, basically, that I had this dream with. And it was so surreal. And she can't shake it. She's going to therapy. She's trying to speed up her wedding process with David just to basically not make the dream come to life, right? So, there's so much more to the story, but it ends up that Bella has ovarian cancer. She can't have kids, and her and Aaron are super in love. They are calling each other their soulmates, all of this stuff, and Bella gets super sick, super fast. She has surgery. She has a lot of rounds of chemo, and it's just kind of going downhill for her, and the whole time I was like, oh my gosh, Bella's gonna die, and Dana's gonna fall in love with Aaron. I don't know what happens to David, but anyways, what happens to David is Bella basically tells Danny, look, you deserve so much more than what you're getting from this relationship. She's been postponing their marriage for so long. I mean, they've got engaged basically four years ago. And so she's like, I don't see the same feeling within you and David like I do with Aaron and I, basically. And so, long story short, Danny breaks up with David. And because of that, she's just been right by Bella's side the whole time she's going through chemo. And her, Aaron, and Bella are all kind of like a little trio, helping each other out, going through it all. And behind the scenes, Bella got this apartment for Danny where, spoiler alert, was in her dream. And Bella got the apartment, renovated it, and basically jazzed it all up for Danny to live in. Because she wanted to leave Danny something when she left. Because she ends up passing away. And the... Before she passes, though, Aaron does propose to Bella, which, that was crazy. I was like, holy crap. Now it's even getting more sickening because (laughs) Danny's literally going to fall in love with Aaron. You know what I mean? I was like, how? Like, whatever. So, Aaron proposes to Bella. She says yes, then she passes away. He basically wanted to say that just to be like, I am not leaving you. I like, basically with you from in sickness and in health. So, Danny then has to kind of conjure up the funeral and all this stuff, and 
during the funeral, she, or not during, but of the day of the funeral, she has on, you know, a dress, she has on Bella's wedding ring to keep her closer, that's what the book said, was she put it on to basically make, make it feel like Bella's with her, and her and Aaron go back to Bella's new apartment, which backflat, or wait, what's the word? backflash is that it I don't know backtrack that was the apartment in her dream so Bella is literally anticipating that whole night of like oh my gosh it's literally happening and so anyways they end up having sex and she was like I've never felt this feeling before because it wasn't out of love it was out of grief and they were both grieving over Bella and she had on Bella's engagement ring that um what's his name Aaron gave her and in the new apartment with all the new stuff and it was exactly five years after she had that dream and then after she had the dream she could finally relax the miss lawyer black and white girl is finally taking the chill pill and slowing down and she's like Aaron and I didn't fall in love he has his own life I have mine where we may catch up once a week or something but I'm just going to let things be and I literally shed a tear I finished it last night and I was like oh my gosh that's so beautiful and then Bella ends up or not Bella sorry she's dead Danny ends up going to the deli that's right by her new apartment and she runs into Dr. Shaw which was Bella's doctor the whole um journey through her chemo and surgery and all this stuff and so he's like no don't call me Dr. Shaw call me Mark that's how I picture him saying it but so they sit there and they have like long talks and whatever and they basically close out the deli and he's like we should do this again and so basically it ended off with Bella I mean crap not Bella Danny being like whether I end up with him or not I don't know but I'm just going to let it be and I was like you go girl I was like that's so cute I mean obviously it's sad that her and Aaron like actually had sex you know and Bella's dead but it was so bittersweet they both looked at each other and they were like Bella's probably laughing and I don't know it was funny it was a great book I really recommend it um overall it was a five out of five books I should get goodreads so I can read books now I read one book and I'm like oh my god I am an expert on these books. Whatever. So, I'm trying to read more books now. It took me about a month to do that one, but once I got into it, I was really into it, and I was really happy. So, finished my book. Second thing, I mean, the third thing I really want to talk about is Celsius. So, I started drinking Celsius last summer, and I don't know what it is, but recently... I, like, stopped for a long time because I kept seeing these things on TikTok talking about how the Celsius, like, messed with their heart. And I was, like, not about that. So, I was, like, I'm just maybe going to take a break. I can take two shots of espresso and then go work out. And it's been working for me. But recently, I've been, like, I don't want to keep drinking coffee and then, like, for my pre-workout, basically. And then after my workout, I, I don't feel like I can have more coffee coffee if that makes sense so I've been like maybe I'll try Celsius again so I tried it the other day and I had a full one I was just gonna drink half but during my workout I was like I'm feeling good I'm gonna have a little bit more and then 
later in the day, I kind of felt the repercussions of it. And I was like, maybe it's my head. Maybe it's in my head. I don't know. So if you've experienced like weird symptoms with Celsius, please let me know because I'm genuinely curious. I don't know if it's just in my head because I'm like hyper fixating on it or something. I'm not worried about it, but I was just like, I don't want to feel this way. And if I don't have to, I don't want to, you know what I mean? So anyways, kind of had a little thought about Celsius for the while. I just want to know if anybody else has heard anything about it. So, but with talking about fitness and working out, I've been really, really, really influenced, I guess I should say, by this girl on TikTok. Her name's Sydney Adams. She has a Sydney Adams fitness account and I love her. I literally am like, she is awesome. Like, I'll watch her videos and I get so inspired. I jump right out of bed. I'm like, she's giving me life right now. I don't know what it is. Just her whole, like, attitude and her like she's the one that got me to listen to worship music while working out she's like seriously it's a game changer and my boyfriend makes fun of me for it because he's like I literally could not listen to Jay's music while working out <laughs> like he basically listens to like the hardest rock metal ever so I get it but I was just like I don't know it was just the one time my whole perspective like changed when I was sitting there being like I see and feel and like hear God more when I work out of like him giving me strength to be able to run lift these weights and walk it's such like a spiritual feeling that I literally can't explain and saying it out loud I'm like I sound crazy like sitting here being like I hear God when I work out you know what I mean but I'm like no I seriously I can't listen to like in the you know what I mean? I can't listen to that type of music and, like, be pumping chest pressed, but I can listen to upbeat music and really feel so much more empowered during my workout. So, because of that, she's been such a great influence on me, and I look up to her so much. She's, like, a bigger sister to me. So, wanted to state that. If you haven't heard of her or anything like that, definitely check her out. I think she's really cool. The last update is I made a whole rebranding switch with the More Authenticity podcast. I, at the beginning of the year, I basically sat down and was kind of fiddling around on Canva, figuring out what I want my cover photo to be and I was gonna do this whole photo shoot and whatnot and I may still do it but I didn't want it to be my full-on cover so I was like I'm going to change it into something that is more me I think Polaroids are me and everything and like if you saw my cover photo before then um you know what I'm talking about but I just wanted something fresh I listened to Tori Simone's rebirth and reinvention podcast and she was like I'm the type of person that just loves to reinvent myself rebranding and all this stuff I'm like oh my gosh that is literally me like I'll get bored of like different types of fonts and all this stuff and I want to change it but I know that especially with me being in marketing that that's not super productive or effective in like relationship wise with like your customers and you know, listeners, that type of thing, because they associate you with a specific type of 
font, color scheme, all that jazz. And at the end of the day, I'm like, okay, I really get that. But also, if I want to change something, I am going to. So, I did. I feel so much more happy with this cover photo. I feel like it's me. It is something that, like, I took time into, and I'm just really proud of it. And it, it is, like, a step up. I have a new microphone now, and I'm like, oh my goodness, this is pretty legit. So, let me know what you think about it. I love the disco ball. I love the gradient and the color scheme of pinks, oranges, and, like, you know, peach colors. So, I'm very, very, very proud of all of the new things, and I spent more time doing that yesterday than doing my homework, which is why I couldn't record yesterday, because I needed to finish my homework, so that is why we are recording the day of. So, today we're going to be talking about how a smooth sea never made a skilled sailor, and just talking about growing from your setbacks and building resilience. So, let's get into the meat of the episode. This past week, I've been kind of contemplating how to go about this podcast episode and how to structure it. I didn't really want to make up steps of things you can specifically do since it's growing from setbacks. I feel like that topic is not a step-worthy process of kind of talking about. So I just came up with the conclusion that I just want to talk to you guys, share my perspective on how my outlook is through growing through setbacks because everybody's gonna have a time in their life where they sit back and they're like why me why is this happening to me what did I do to deserve this to be happening in my life to somebody that's close with me to you know somebody I look up to anything I get it I've been there it stinks to not understand the reasoning like you know, everybody says everything happens for a reason, and it's like, literally, what was the reason? Like, I I sit back, and I'm like, what's the reason? I'm so impatient, and I want to know, literally yesterday, why things tomorrow are happening to me. Does that make sense? I don't know if that made any sense, but (laughs) the waiting for the reason to come is the hardest part. To sit there and be patient is the utmost hardest part. I don't like being uncomfortable, you know, I don't think anybody likes being uncomfortable, but I did learn that you have to get uncomfortable to then get comfortable again. I had a major setback in my life that I now know why I had to go through it, but being stabbed in the back, whether it was in relationships or friendships, I was just contemplating why I was so hard to love. Why was I so hard to be friends with? Why was I so hard to be loyal to? You know, all these questions were, like, running in my mind, and it was just, like, why am I not worthy of having loyal relationships, true, genuine best friends, and somebody that's going to be there for me, you know? And so, it was just, like, why do all, like, anytime I feel like I'm on the peak and I'm like, hi, in any type of relationship, it's just, like, it plummets. 
the next day. And it's like, I know that I didn't want to straight up leave just yet until I was ready, if that makes sense. So, because I was so comfortable in the position that I was at, that I was just kind of allowing people to treat me in a way that I was not deserving of. And I had to then wake up one day and be like, I'm done being treated like this. I'm done feeling like a second choice and I'm done feeling like I'm not worthy of friends, you know, that type of thing. So it's like, I'm going to now get uncomfortable, whether it's being alone, whether it's reaching out, finding other friends, whether it's whatever. I mean, most of this stuff happened mainly in high school, but it was just like, you could still see how you've grown now, even like three years later of why I was supposed to feel that way and go through the things that I went through. I don't wish anybody but the best, you know, and it's like, I know that our paths crossed at the time that they needed to be, and they also intertwined in a beautiful way for both of us to get something out of that relationship, but it was a learning lesson. It was a lesson learned while being friends or in a relationship with that specific person, no matter how long or short it was, that shapes me into who I am leading into tomorrow. Now, granted, I do want to state that literally tomorrow doesn't exist. I can't stress this enough. I remember that I would worry so much about the future and what it's going to look like, making sure I hit all these goals when I just remember sitting down and actually hearing from my dad of him being like, tomorrow doesn't exist and the past is gone. Like, you can't fix it. So, stop contemplating on the future. You're already on the right path. You're going to be okay type deal and don't dwell on the past because you can't change it. If anything, rejoice in, oh my gosh, I almost threw my phone, sorry. Rejoice in what has happened and what made you the person that you are today. I remember I used to cringe so much at looking at photos and like how I was in high school and like always trying to be up in everybody's face with my phone and like taking pictures and videos and then now it's just like, that was a girl that really wanted to capture the moment. And part of me wants to be like, you know, hey, put your phone but other part of me is just like, oh, that's sweet. Anyways, so with me saying that tomorrow doesn't exist and it's just, it doesn't exist. It just goes to show that don't waste time sitting and being comfortable where you're at. You know what I mean? I think the people that are sitting in the place where they're at and they're comfortable are those who aren't going to get very far. Now, I don't mean this in a negative way. I'm just being practical. The people that are uncomfortable are more likely to go after what they want, right? And now I settled. I was comfortable for a long time until I woke up and was like, okay, I'm done with this. So it just takes a little bit of like oomph to be like, okay, I'm not going to feel like this anymore. So, if you feel like in your life that you are comfortable in whatever aspect it may be, work, relationships, friendships, career, you know, absolutely anything, get uncomfortable. You know deep down in your gut 
what you want to be, how you want to be, and who you want to be. So start getting there. There should be absolutely no reason for you to not wake up tomorrow and be like, my future self would want me to stretch in the morning, so I'm going to wake up tomorrow and stretch. And I learned that from Tori Simone. Her podcast, Manifest, was very good, very inspirational. I absolutely love her. She brought me such insight and helped me grow through my setbacks and is definitely a root of my inspiration from even this podcast. So another quick shout out there. But when you do realize that it's time to get uncomfortable, that's when you know that what was making you feel comfortable was the setback. And it's okay. It's beautiful. I think that you're supposed to go through these things. If we went through a smooth sea, we wouldn't be made a skilled sailor. And when I say when you're uncomfortable, um, or if you're comfortable, you need to get uncomfortable. That doesn't mean if, like, you're comfortable in your relationship, you need to get uncomfortable, so to speak. It means, like, don't get comfortable in the fact that they're always going to be there, you know? You want to still show up as your best self to them just as you want them to show up as their best self to you. And that could go in friendships, relationships, career, like your work, looking up to your boss, that type of deal. But the main thing that I'm trying to get at is not so much the uncomfortableness, but I did want to, you know, throw that point in there because I do think that we can always grow. And it's just a matter of, okay, when are we going to step up and start growing? You know, when is enough enough? When are you going to stop letting yourself be treated that way? When are you going to stop feeling the way that you're feeling? Like there's a specific thing in your mind that you're probably thinking about as you listen to this. And I think that every person's is going to be different. But when you sit there and think, okay, yeah, I could do better. Well, start researching, figure out tomorrow what could do better. I also want to point out that if you have the resources to, to try and find a therapist, I know that for me, it was so beneficial. I had one for a short period of time, but it truly helped me not have to rant to my friends or family or, you know, to put my issues onto somebody else and then expecting them to fix it. You know what I mean? Because they're not trained or knowing what to do. They'll be there for you through and through, but they're not going to actually help you grow. And that's what a therapist did, and for me, at least. And I couldn't recommend one enough. I don't even care if everything's going perfect in your life. I'm looking to get one now just to have somebody to talk to because everybody has stuff that they're going through. Not every day is going to be perfect, and you don't have to be going through, you know, grieving a death or experiencing major health problems or, you know, having crippling anxiety or depression to go to a therapist. I think that even the smartest, happiest people need a therapist, and there's absolutely no shame in that game. So, I did want to mention that if you have the means and the funds and the resources to, I would take that opportunity and run with it as long as you can. Go out and find one. Now, getting a therapist is kind of like dating. It's finding the right match for you. Not everybody's going to fit well with you and that's okay because we're all human. That's another thing that we have to realize is that we are human. 
going through life just as the person next to us is. Nobody knows, I mean, granted, somebody could have more knowledge than you on one thing, but the more that I get older, it's like everybody's just trying to live life. (laughs) Like, nobody has a rule book or a how-to guide to live. It's like everybody's learning how to go about their day through what they've learned in the past. And that's why I think growing from setbacks should be looked at more positively than negatively. So stemming off of that, I want to talk about what being resilient is and how we can kind of incorporate that into not incorporate. I don't want it to still be a step. I just want to share what being resilient is, okay? So, resilience is the ability to withstand adversity and bounce back from difficult life events. Being resilient does not mean that people don't experience stress or suffering. Resilient people tap into their strengths and support systems to overcome challenges and work through problems. So, that just means that you are not going to be okay with being comfortable. You're going to push through and you're going to see your potential, see where you can go, and you're going to put your foot in the door and put one step in front of the other to get to that place, whatever it may be. So I encourage you this week to figure out what you can be more resilient with. Really assess what you are compromising, what you're comfortable in, and try and see if you can start researching the first step to get uncomfortable with whatever that may be. I know that I'm going to try and do the same. I don't even know what my purpose here on earth is. <laughs> I think that's the question I'm probably going to die with, but I know that if it feels right in my gut, I'm going to try to take one step in front of the other to get there. So this week, I'm going to try and do the same. I encourage y'all to do the same. And that's really all that I have for you guys this week. Um, I really thank you for listening to this episode. If you liked it, please share on social media. Tag me at the More Authenticity Podcast on Instagram. It really helps us grow. I would love to see who listens. And write a review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. It really helps us grow as well. And... I hope you're having such a great Wednesday. It's the middle of the week. Valentine's Day is coming up on next Monday. So if you don't have a Valentine, I'll be your Valentine. I'm sorry I can't get you flowers, but I do encourage that you go get your own flowers. Go out, get your nails done, have a girls' night, go hang with the guys, whoever's listening to this, I don't know. But just do something that makes you happy and write down on a list of all the things that you truly love about yourself. I think we're easy to pick out apart, you know, what our flaws are, but sit down and just write, even if you do have a boo, sit down and write what you like about yourself. I think it will be just as beneficial as somebody else saying it to you. So yeah, I hope you guys have a great Valentine's Day or Galentine's Day. I can't wait to see some pictures of different types of events going on. I don't even know any events, but, oh, the Super Super Bowl's on Sunday, too. Huh. I don't even know who's playing. (laughs) Anyways, thank you guys for listening. I hope you guys have a great Wednesday. Um, Follow us on Instagram at the More Authenticity Podcast, and I will talk to y'all next week. Bye, bestie.